How can you reach your health and fitness goals without feeling overwhelmed or defeated? I learned things the hard way when I started my journey almost a decade ago. Now I run an online business dedicated to helping women avoid all of the mistakes I made along the way. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in my own journey and in helping hundreds of women through theirs. If you want real results and an approach that is sustainable for, well, real life, then the Fit to Live podcast with your host, me, Sydney Tollett, is going to be your new best friend. I'll see you inside. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. So I'm actually laying down on my couch right now. It is a rainy Monday morning, and I tried to record this from my desktop like normal, but my little app that I use wasn't working And there was like this weird staticky noise coming through my headphones that I noticed on a previous episode that I uploaded. And I don't want you guys to have to deal with that. So I need to figure that out. But for the meantime, we're just going to do this from the couch. A nice cozy morning. But this episode is another one for the coaches. So the last one that I put out, I was so happy with the response And I got a lot of messages um, just that the episode was really helpful, had a lot of good conversations. And honestly, it just feels, I guess, so like full circle to be able to make episodes towards coaches. And whenever I make these, I try to think of like, okay, me, you know, three years ago, four years ago, what did I need to hear? What did I want to hear? Because I've been there. (laughs) I've been in so many of your positions and so it really does feel so full circle and honestly feels really cool that like my podcast and my I guess information is what some of you guys want to consume like I'm honestly I know this sounds cheesy but like I'm honored it's so cool so thank you And I can't wait to just bring more value on that side of things. Like I mentioned in the last episode, it is going to be something that I bring into the podcast on a monthly basis. Um, But over on Instagram, definitely going to be talking about much more frequently. So definitely stay tuned over there. But for this week, what we're going to be talking about is five questions to ask your clients every single week. And the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because the better I've gotten at asking good questions, the more just, number one, efficient my check-in processes because I don't have to go back and forth on things. I already have the, you know, the information that I need, but also it just helps me make more informed decisions. It helps my clients. And so that's really what um, I want to get into today. And I think... Where I started, um, it wasn't that I didn't have any good questions on my forms. I definitely did, but I was definitely more so focused on asking about like, okay, did you hit your macros? What macros did you hit? Did you get in your training sessions? But that's not enough if you truly want to help someone on a deep level. And sometimes I even think maybe people will put questions on a form because maybe they've seen it on another form, but maybe you don't really know what to do with the answers. And so I'm hoping that with this episode, not only do I give you some good things to ask about, but actually give you the context of like, okay, now what do we do with that information? Because I remember like 
whenever I was just, you know, obsessed with <laughs> listening to podcasts um, to just help me become a better coach, I literally remember I would listen to some episodes about questions for intake forms and they would be like, you know, pay attention to this, this, and this, but really not give any, you know, reasons and tools as to, okay, what to do with that. So I want this episode to go a little bit deeper than like just giving you some example questions, but like actually what to do with it. So anyways, and I don't know for whoever is listening, I'm not sure if you can like see, you know, your client's data in whatever app that you use. I know if you use something like a Trainerize, you definitely can. Like you can see the macros they hit, you can see the training sessions that they hit, but I highly recommend having some other kind of check-in document or check-in email template or something so that you can get these extra details. And honestly, if you are listening to this and you are not a coach, you can still use this information. You can still ask yourselves these questions. These may be things that you want to reflect on on a weekly basis just to be sure that you're taking care of your body and your health. So I'm going to pick five questions. And like, obviously this is not my entire intake form. I'm not getting into every single question, but I picked some that stood out to me. So let's jump into it. So the first thing that you're going to want to ask your clients about every single week is their digestion, because I know digestion can be a little uncomfortable maybe to talk about, but it's definitely not TMI. It is actually very important information. So when we look at digestion, I mean, so many things are impacted whenever it comes to digestion. We can look at things obviously like, you know, nutrient absorption and utilization, even things like um, detoxing uh, excess hormones, like that's going to be through proper digestion. And it can give you insight on different things that you need to do as a coach. Like maybe you need to go in and look at their food logs, things like that, which I'm going to get into. So Whenever I'm asking about digestion, I'm asking about not only frequency, so like, are we going daily, how many times a day, but also the consistency of those. And if you want kind of an example of what you could be asking about, you can look up the um, Bristol stool chart and you can kind of use that as a guide to help your clients give you good information or you can make your own ranking. Like I think mine, I don't remember the exact wording, but something about it's like a scale of one to 10 and I have one labeled and 10 labeled and they rank their consistency within that. And if you look up the Bristol stool chart, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Now you can just literally give them like a link or an image of the Bristol stool chart and literally tell them to rank it that way if you want to. I just literally made my own little ranking, but either way, I like to know both of those um, aspects. So how often are we going? What's the consistency of those? And also in my digestion section on the check-in form, I do check in on bloating just because I need to know what's going on there as well. Like if somebody is constantly bloated and distended, I'm going to need to do a little bit of digging as to why that is. And honestly, sometimes I've had clients who it's been more of an educational point. Maybe if somebody had been under eating for a long time. Um, and they just simply didn't really know the difference between bloating and just 
having a meal that satisfies you and you actually have some food in your stomach. And so sometimes it's a good educational point, but of course, oftentimes it is true bloating and distension and we need to really dig into why. So one thing that we're looking at with their answers, if you're seeing constipation, if you're seeing a, a lot of bloating, gas, etc., check their food logs. We need to be looking at their food sources and not being lazy with that. So go into their food diaries. If you don't use something where it syncs up, have them create like a little Google Drive folder, have them drag and drop some screenshots in there and go in and look at their food sources. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've had a client struggling with bloating often and I go in and I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. We have crappy protein powder, Quest bars, Quest chips, and just all this stuff that of course they're feeling bloated. Sometimes I may see somebody who they have like 200 calories at breakfast, 200 calories at lunch, and then like 800 at dinner. And they keep saying they're getting bloated, you know, after dinner. I'm like, well, you're hoarding all of your food. (laughs) Um, Or maybe you look and someone's getting bloated after lunch and they have like four veggies with their lunch. And it's like, okay, let's maybe break up your fiber a little bit. And maybe if they're all raw veggies, we tell them to steam them. Like there's so many things that we could look at in food diaries, but that's going to be the first thing that I jump to is like, all right, let me take a look here at what's really going on. Um, Not to mention even things like those wraps with like the, all the added fibers we have to keep in mind, not all fiber is going to act the exact same in the body. And if they're getting all of these like added fibers, like it could definitely be kind of binding things up and creating some issues. Another thing that I do look at in food logs is fiber intake, not only uh, total fiber that they're hitting, but also like, where is your fiber coming from? Because let's say that somebody's struggling with constipation and I look and all of their fiber is from like fibrous veggies. Veggies are great, (laughs) but if you have 30 grams of fiber from all roughage, yeah, may not, may not go down so well. So being able to help them with like diversifying their fiber intake, giving them, um, maybe even some fiber ranges to try to hit and really working to find like kind of their quote unquote sweet, uh, sweet spot, if you will. And I'm trying not to make this turn into a hour long podcast on digestion. Maybe I should do an episode on how to, how to help clients with digestion. Let me know if you guys would want that, but My point is check food logs, check their fiber intake, make sure they're drinking enough water, obviously, as well. Check their food sources, check crappy protein powders, um, all of that kind of thing. So you want to check that. Another thing that asking about digestion can help you with is like, let's say that you're in a diet phase with somebody. We know that when we diet, our body has adaptations. Things are going to slow down a little bit. Motility is one of those things that is going to slow down a little bit. And so sometimes if we're seeing a motility slow down too much and digestion is slowing and they're getting constipated, it may indicate a good time for something like a refeed or a diet break. Or in some cases, if you you know try that and things biofeedback is still a mess, like it may be time for just like a break on dieting in general. You know, that's a whole nother conversation as well, but that is something to be looking out for. And of course, another just like side tangent context is so important. Let's say that you are dieting somebody 
and they get constipated after like two weeks. Well, it may not be so much that motility slowed. That may be something where you go on, you want to go check their food logs and make sure they didn't overdo adding volume to their diet. And all of a sudden they were hitting 25 grams of fiber and now they're hitting 40 because they're terrified to be hungry. And that may be the real problem, but it's definitely going to happen where motility does slow down a little bit. And that may indicate a good time for a refeed or diet break. But if you're not asking about that, then you're never going to, you're never going to see that biofeedback marker. And then also too, sometimes if digestion is off and you've checked food logs, you've checked all the things, it may just indicate that stress needs to be pulled off somewhere. This may be stress from training. This may just be like their overall life stress and routines. Because remember, when we look at digestion, um, we need that parasympathetic state. And if somebody is just constantly in that sympathetic drive, well, their resources are being allocated away from digestion. And so sometimes it's a matter of that. Um, But those are all indicators. And again, if you're not asking about that, you wouldn't even know that something was off. If you were just looking at macros and training and you never ask about something like this, you're going to be missing a really, really crucial biofeedback metric that can tell you a lot. And that's really important for so many different things. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we want to be absorbing our nutrients, utilizing our nutrients. Um, We want to be detoxing our excess hormones, like all of these different things. So that is The first one, please have a little section with digestion and please utilize that (laughs) whenever you are helping them. And one just, I guess, one more little point on this is give the suggestions time to work. Also, don't just throw 10 new things at your client every single week. Like if you're working on something and especially if you're still seeing their stress is really high, don't give them 10 new tips the next week too on, okay, well maybe it could be this and this and this. Like let, let's work on the stress and the basics as well with like food sources and such and kind of let that work because you're just going to add stress. If you keep throwing new things every single week and you never give something time to work and you never actually address their stress, then you're just going to create more issues. So anyways, that's the first one. The second thing that you want to ask your clients about on a weekly basis is their sleep. So I like to ask about how easily somebody is falling asleep if they feel rested upon waking, if they're waking in the middle of the night, and then how many hours of actual sleep are we averaging so not just like time in bed but actual sleep and I don't make them tell me like a daily number um, just because I think that can be like a lot for somebody to track but they should know like you know roughly on average how much are we getting like actually asleep because they're gonna know you know their bed and wake time and roughly how long it's taking them to fall asleep so I just ask about averages but sleep obviously (laughs) impacts everything And this information can be a really helpful tool to guide your next steps with somebody. So if somebody is waking up, for example, in the middle of the night, let's assume it's not to like just go pee. Maybe they're waking up like wired or really hungry or whatever. Like that could be something stress related, something with their blood sugar, cortisol, something like that. If they're sleeping enough, but they're not feeling rested, we want to know why that is like 
is the quality, well, obviously, the quality of their sleep, something's off there. So some things to just be considerate of and to make sure that you know about with clients is any, like, anything that they're utilizing as, like, um, a sedative, like, you know, THC gummies, alcohol, any medications, anything like that, um, because sometimes you... Like a client may not know to tell you that. Well, hopefully they know to tell you about alcohol, but they may not know to tell you that they go to the dispensary and grab some gummies. They may not think to tell you that they've been using this sleep medication for their whole life or whatever. And so you need to know what they're utilizing um, because that could be impacting the actual like quality of the sleep that they're getting. Um, sedation doesn't mean necessarily good quality sleep. And I think that's important to remember. Um, and then obviously another big, big thing here is if somebody's in a diet and their sleep is poor, this could absolutely throw off the scale. And so sometimes I see coaches who maybe you'll make an adjustment too soon and it's just making the problem worse because they didn't actually need the food adjustment. They needed to lower stress on the body and get good sleep. Um, and so make sure that if anything's ever stalled and you're noticing your clients getting poor sleep, all of a sudden they're, you know, really low energy. Um, they're only sleeping six hours. Like let's address that first. And sometimes it might be that we need like a you know, a, a diet break or a refeed or something, but sometimes it's just other routines that we need to be sure that we're working on, make sure that they're not starting to over abuse caffeine to help with hunger, you know, things like that. But not to mention, like, if some, if someone's sleep is off, it's going to impact their mood. It's going to impact their training performance, which especially in a diet, like we need, well, we always want good training performance, but I mean, especially like if we're talking about a diet and we're trying to hold on to muscle, we cannot have somebody's performance suffering. Um, it's going to impact blood sugar cravings. And honestly, if somebody's not sleeping well, it's just going to make their diet miserable because they're going to have more cravings. They're going to be moody, like all of those things. So sleep is something that you absolutely want to ask about. And I really just like to ask about the different components of it so that I know like which thing do I need to go in and help them with. But in general with sleep, one thing that you really want to help somebody with outside of just overall stress is helping them with like their basically circadian rhythm routine, if you will. So help them with like good sleep hygiene, good quote unquote nighttime routines. And this doesn't have to be like a 10 step routine, but simply things like not having on super bright lights in the evenings, using blue light blockers in the evenings, not having caffeine too late in the day, getting morning sunlight exposure, like all of those things can be really helpful. So please, if you are not already, please ask your clients about their sleep. And the reason that I'm going into so much context with these is because I don't want you guys to be a, a coach who just asks and then does nothing about what they say. Like, I do. And I've, I've unfortunately like heard of clients who have come to me and they're like, I will literally like with my old coach, I put stuff on my check-in sheet and it just got ignored. And I don't know if that was the coach being lazy or they just didn't know what to do with it, but I don't want you guys to be those coaches. So if you see these things off, just be sure that you're actually utilizing that information. Um, and I also just like a side note on questions on your check-in sheet, be sure that they're relevant and things that you can actually utilize. Um, I've That's why I've updated my check-in sheet over time because there were some things that I used to have on mine 
that I just continually never used. And it was just like one extra thing for the client to mark. And I'm like, why? Like, I literally don't even use this and it's not helpful for me or the client. So I like took it off. Um, but anyways, that's probably for another conversation too. I could literally talk about all of this stuff for days. I'm like so excited to start doing more content on this. Um, okay. So we talked about digestion. We talked about sleep. And this third question, I think I, in my other podcast episode that I did, um, I think I, like, towards coaches, I think I mentioned this, but now I'm going to go a little bit more in detail because I added this question into my check-in sheet a few months back, and it has been so helpful, and that is asking your clients if any components of the plan are causing a lot of stress. So not, not only is this just good for them to be able to maybe like reflect on like, okay, why, like if I'm feeling stressed this week, like what is it? But it's so helpful for you for a couple of reasons. So one, it can inform any needed plan adjustments. Like if there is a component of the plan that someone is finding very stressful, that could easily be tweaked okay, let's do it. Like these are individual people and we need to be a little bit flexible sometimes, but also on the flip side of that, it may just inform you where you need to give them more guidance, more education, more resources from your end to help them work through the things that are creating more stress. Like, are they stressed about hitting their macros? Well, are they meal prepping? Are they pre-planning? Are they stressed about um, I don't know, this one superset in the gym that's like literally making them not even go do their workout because they think that they need to walk all the way to the dumbbell rack and then all the way back to the machine when really you can tell them, hey, bring the dumbbells over to the machine. Problem solved. Like, remember, you are their coach and they don't know what they don't know yet. And so that can be so helpful because sometimes... I think we jump too soon to changing the approach when really we just need to not be lazy and give them more guidance and education and resources and really talk through these things and like help them with their overall routines and their overall planning, which is something that, yeah, whenever you're going through check-ins and obviously maybe you have a lot in a day, maybe that's something that's really easy to like, you know, not want to touch on for the extra few minutes in the video, but it can be like such a big help for the client. So that question has been very helpful for me. And I would say like probably eight out of 10 times, maybe even nine out of 10 times, it's actually something that I can just guide them better on and talk them through versus like me actually needing to adjust the approach that we were taking. So I think that's been a very helpful component. And then of course, there is going to be a time and a place where the adjustment needs to be made to maybe the approach or whatever. Um, But that's been very helpful. So the fourth one that we're going to want to ask them about every week is their training. So getting insight on things like their performance. Um, And I don't always ask this, but sometimes like a follow-up question um, that I may have for somebody is, for example, if somebody's performance is like really dropping off. So maybe, um, maybe somebody says that like, for example, their performance, maybe they give it just like a decent rating. Like a follow-up question for me might be something like, okay, tell me, you know, tell me more. Is it that you feel like you're not performing well the whole time? Or do you feel like you start off well, but you just like halfway through the workout, you just feel like you don't have good output anymore. You know, those are important questions to maybe follow up on. 
but getting insight on things like their performance, their recovery, how are they progressing? Um, so this could be things like form, this could be execution, the load that they're using, things like that. And this can inform what you do with their programming, first of all, and the guidance that you give them to get more out of their workouts. So like for, for example, with programming, if they are not recovering very well, well, obviously we need to look at total stressors, first of all, um, and sleep and all of that. But like, do we need to adjust potentially the training volume? Um, if there is a certain exercise that maybe they're getting really good output on, like, is this something where maybe we keep it in their next program, like whatever, or maybe there's one that's just not working too great, too great with their biomechanics. And so we don't keep it in the next program. So it can inform what you do with their programming. And then again, the guidance that you give them to get more out of their workouts. So, um, things like if they're maybe struggling to, really understand tempo or RPEs or anything like that, like that can inform you obviously to maybe educate them a little bit further. Like I have, I have a training handbook for my clients where they're going to learn about that stuff. But if somebody's still struggling with it, like, yes, I will direct them to the guide, but at the same time, I can always offer like some more examples in their check-in, things like that. And also too, within their training, like if they, let's say you're asking them about training wins and they're having a hard time even like giving you any, help them see what's a win outside of adding load. Like, hey, you're feeling more confident in the gym. You're having less gym anxiety. You've hit, you know, your workouts every single week for two months now. You, um, let's see, you're understanding RPEs more, RARs more, all of those things, like help them find those wins. Um, and sometimes the win is going to be, of course, like getting stronger, but I've, I've definitely seen sometimes someone's like, well, I didn't add load this week, so I don't have any. And I'm like, yes, you do. (laughs) You still have wins. Um, and help them find those areas to grow in. Like if they're only focused on the load, maybe you need to show them like, Hey, your form could use some work, (laughs) your execution, your effort, your intensity, all of that. And then also going back to the performance, we do want to get to the root of why someone's performance might be off. Um, So this could be things like their sleep, like I said, their total stress. This could be that we just have in too much training volume. Um, This could be their pre-workout meal and how they're actually fueling their training. And also too, I actually have a question in one of my rankings sections that asked about someone's mindset towards training. And if I see that that's really low, I do like to dig into why that is too. Um, Do we need a period of time with one less day? Do we literally just need a week off the gym? Like whatever. Um, And obviously if someone has a poor mindset towards training, we can't the automatic response can't always be weak off the gym. Like we need to dig into what's really going on because it might just be, you know, certain mindset things that we need to work through. Um, but yeah, ask them about their training. You can get a lot of insight from that and it's really, really important. Um, it's, it's important to know how someone's recovering, progressing, enjoying their training, all of those things. And like, for example, going back to the enjoyment, Um, if someone's not enjoying their training just because they think it's not hard enough because they're used to like literally running their body into the ground five days a week, like that's where you come in as a coach with education. So that's the, uh, not the last one, the fourth one. The last one is going to be asking them about their menstrual cycle. So I just have this on, um, 
on my tracker, like if someone's not on hormonal birth control and they're naturally cycling, I'm having them kind of keep up with which phase of their cycle that they're in. And then on the check-in sheet, um, you could also, like if you don't have a tracker on the check-in sheet, you could just ask about that. But it's really useful to know what stage of their cycle they are in because it can help you educate them on things like scale fluctuations, strength shifts, mood shifts, um, and of course, like not only helping educate them, but it informs you and can inform your decisions on maybe adjustments that need to be made or maybe holding off on an adjustment, for example. So like in the luteal phase, like we're going to see typically some scale shifts, some water retention, some fatigue, some mood shifts. And um, also too, around the luteal phase is typically when I notice people's body image, um, gets a little bit off sometimes and that's like a really good educational point for me to help them like hey you're holding on to a little bit more water right now not to mention the fact that your mood's just a little bit off and so like of course you're probably not gonna feel as good about yourself so like hey let's not but well i don't think you should body check all the time anyways but like let's focus on some other things this week like let's not really focus on like did my physique change from last week to this week like let's focus on rest and taking care of your mental health and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, But the luteal phase specifically is like not usually the time that I'm going to want to make, like if I'm in a diet with somebody, um, that's typically not the week that I'm going to be like, yeah, let's make an adjustment because of things like the scale fluctuations that could just simply be from water retention when we really don't need an adjustment yet. And it can be really helpful Because over time, the more that you work with somebody, you'll kind of see how they fluctuate on a monthly basis, and that will start to inform some of your decisions down the road as well. Um, But depending too, like if you have the flexibility, and let's say somebody's appetite is just getting like ravenous (laughs) around their cycle, um, you may, may, depending, want to add a little bit of extra food for them for maybe like the first couple days of their cycle, whichever days their hunger is the highest. Obviously, another benefit of asking them about their menstrual cycle is you know that they're having a consistent one Um, because if we're starting to notice changes to that, um, we miss a cycle, we're starting to notice just like a lot of variation in the cycle links or anything like that. Um, I mean, that's something that we need to know because that is like a warning sign from the body. So that's very helpful information to have. And when it comes to these just like changes around a cycle, things like water retention, fatigue, mood shifts, all of that, um, strength, etc. Um, we, of course, as coaches do want to help somebody. Like if somebody comes to you and they're experiencing just like crazy PMS, like that's something that we can help with a hundred percent through diet, lifestyle, stress, etc. But regardless, like we can do everything right and our hormones are still shifting. (laughs) So we're still going to see some changes. Um, And so it's important to just be able to keep up with that. And that's just another layer to working with females is we are dealing with those fluctuations and to be able to um, have that inform your decisions and how you educate and coach a client, I think can be very, very helpful. So at the end of the day though, like learning how to ask the right questions as a coach, it's going to allow you to help your clients honestly just like thrive at a whole nother level because as you can see, it's going to inform your decisions to help them get better results, um, to make sure that you're making the proper adjustments, but also it's going to help them through your education to get more in tune with their own bodies. And so I really encourage you guys to just 
And, you know, sometimes we, we just need this call out. But, like, don't be a lazy coach. And maybe it's not even laziness. Like, I know, you know, a lot of people just really shove that term efficiency at you. And I think certain things, don't get me wrong. Don't don't twist my words here. Efficiency is very important in so many ways, right? Um, like, today, I already batched literally five posts for the week. And, you know, efficiency is something that I've been working on like crazy, but, but, but we also need to do what we need to do to take care of our people. Not only are they paying us, but like, this is someone's life and health and goals that we are helping them with. Okay. And so efficiency is great, but I think when it comes to like the actual check-in for your client, no, don't waste their time keep it organized, have systems. But if you need to do a 15-minute Loom video to be sure you cover everything that needs to be covered that week, do the 15-minute Loom video. Like, it doesn't have to be five minutes, okay? And one little note with that is like sometimes, and this is something I'm working on, is finding that balance between like, okay, I'm going to cover what needs to be covered, but there's also a point where maybe we can work on our delivery to where we're not wasting our client's time either. Or if it's something where it's like, hey, I've said this like four weeks in a row, like I probably don't need to say it again to them. Like they know I just like, that just is what it is. (laughs) Um, And reminding them like, hey, honestly, this is the same thing this week. And of course, like, yeah, if you need to go into some new stuff, whatever. But my point is, I know that you will be told to try to get all your check-ins under you know, whatever amount of time. Um, And of course, like there are things that we can do on the back end to make the check-ins quicker, like having our notes organized, all of that fun stuff. But please, please address what needs to be addressed. Don't skip over something that you know you can dig into that's going to help them. Don't not go look into their food diaries because you don't feel like it that day. Like these are important things and these are real people and we have such a beautiful opportunity um, to just change lives and so use that opportunity and um, work on your systems like work on all of that but for me yeah i'm not going to compromise my quality of service to somebody just to try to keep their check-in under a certain amount of time to be honest Um, and you can you know take that or leave it but that's my approach (laughs) Um, and i've you know gotten plenty of feedback from people that they love how thorough my check-ins are. I've literally had clients who are like, oh my gosh, you literally actually touch on what I say on my check-in. Like I've never had that before. And to me, that's sad. (laughs) And I don't want you guys to be those people. So anyways, please, please care about your clients. And if your current check-in form only asks about the macros that they hit, it's definitely time to rethink that because your clients deserve more than that. And like, if you are feeling like, okay, it's not because I don't want to, it's just because like, I don't feel confident with maybe like the other information that I, you know, that I just went over. Hopefully this helped give you more confidence and like what you can actually do with that. Um, and obviously I couldn't cover like everything in this episode. Like I'm not just going to give away my entire check-in sheet. Like that's reserved for my mentorship gals, but I do hope that this was valuable and I would love to hear from the coaches who tune into my podcast. Number one, did you find this episode helpful? I would love to hear like some takeaways, like maybe a question that you want to add to your sheet. And then also what do you want to hear about? Like what are things 
that you guys would want me to touch on even further. And if you are a coach, maybe like you have assistant coaches under you, um, I would love for you guys to share my podcast with them, maybe share this episode with them just so that, you know, maybe you have a check-in sheet template that you give them, um, but maybe this could help them kind of understand how to utilize a little bit better. Um, But anyways, I hope this was helpful and I think that's all I have. I'm still laying on the couch, by the way, on this gloomy, rainy, rainy day. But anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye guys.